The reason you're setting the revisit, the biggest reason, is because ding, you know, two hours before, 24 hours before, whatever, their calendar invite that they sent themselves goes off. They're like, ooh, he's coming tomorrow. Hey, John, we need to have this conversation about this, you know, uh, piece of indoor air quality. Like, let's talk. Yeah, he's coming tomorrow. Okay, here's what I think. Here's what you think, blah, blah, blah. All right. No matter what, when he comes, we're not buying anything tomorrow. Got it? Handshake. And then you sell it anyway. Welcome to the Waste No Day podcast, a podcast specifically for and about the home services industry as it relates to plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. More than a podcast, Waste No Day is a credo, a determination, a mindset. It is a never-ending discipline. It is a refuse-to-lose pursuit. It is a wake-up call every morning to waste no day. Now here's your host, Brian Burton and Nate Minnick. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Waste No Day podcast. Your hosts, Nate and Brian, hanging out with you again and looking forward to part two of the seven deadly objections. That's right. Last week, we started off with three great deadly objections and role played them and got through them with some killer uh, ideas for how to overcome them. We set the stage for part two with the fourth objection. We're going to hit that one as well as the remainder of the seven today. And it's going to be a great conversation. Before we jump into that, Brian and I are going to spend a little bit of time in the introduction ourselves, and we're going to start off with Brian and our quote. Great salespeople know the difference between an objection and a complaint. Grant Cardone. The difference between an objection and a complaint. Let's, what does that mean? So, I mean, the way I'm taking it to mean is, and hey, point out the fact that as big as Grant Cardone is in the selling world and sales training world. That's the first time we've used a quote by him. That's true. I'm sure there will be more to come. Look, a complaint being like, you know, let's talk tankless water heaters. There's, I don't know, four or five different colors of tankless water heaters. Right. And someone might say, I don't love the color of that thing. It's not necessarily an objection. That's not even necessarily a speed bump. Just like, yeah, I mean, you can easily just roll right through that. It's like if this is the only tankless you carry at your company or whatever, it's to say, yeah, some people like the color, some people don't, but you know, you can always put some stickers on it or something. Anyway, if you just endorse right here, we'll get moving. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you don't, you don't, you know, not everything is a reason to uh, stop and change course is the way I saw it. Now, I don't know the context to that quote, so could be more to it. Do you see it? Do you see it another way? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's, it, it, you know, he's inferring that your level of perception is, is what is drawing the line between the two. And it's tricky because what starts as a complaint can turn it in to an objection. Um, and you can also turn objections back into complaints. Uh, I, I think really what he's trying to say is the skilled salesperson is able to navigate whichever conversation it starts in and, and overcome it. I mean, you still, there is still a level of having to overcome a complaint. I mean, you, you can't just ignore it and be like, uh, yeah, so, you know, I mean, <laughs> because then that complaint is going to turn into an objection if the person is feeling that you are no longer hearing them. Yeah, I guess you definitely want to at least acknowledge it. 
although I don't know, man, I'm like, even as we're saying it, I'm thinking back to some calls where there were little things like the color of a unit that I didn't really acknowledge so much as just, well, I guess acknowledge, but say, yeah, yeah, we hear that. But once you get to use it, you'll understand why it doesn't matter. Anywho, uh, if you'll just give me your autograph here, we'll go ahead and get it. <laughs> I'll get the water shut off. I don't know. There, there were oftentimes, there were just little things that I could tell were an annoyance and maybe I even agreed with it, but it's just, you know, it's part of the game. So let's move forward. I mean, to me, like a complaint is something, if I want a product enough, a complaint is something that I'm going to talk myself through. You know, for example, let, let's say that I'm buying a car and I really wanted blue, but the car that they have is gray. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, man, I just really wanted blue. Like, this isn't even my favorite shade of gray, but it's a good price and I like the car. So, and you've All been right, dying for a 98 Mercury Sable. So, <laughs> exactly. Just got to get her done. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, no, I, I, I'm not sure I'd enjoy a Mercury necessarily, but, you know, complaints are what they are. I mean, they have to be justified enough that it's no longer a hurdle between me and the purchase decision. Yeah, you maybe you as the buyer determines whether it's a complaint or, or or an objection. But what what the I think what he's saying is if you as a salesperson you get a just kind of a one off. Don't love this part, you know, and you turn that into an objection to overcome. Man, are you digging yourself a hole? If you give it too much credence, you mean? Yeah, and not everything needs any. Not everything needs any, and and you know, and he's talking about great salespeople. That's not somebody who rolled off the assembly line this morning. That's somebody so, who's had years or decades doing this, and they know by now. You know the difference. So just let, in let's, casual conversation. I mean, let's let's role play uh, what it would sound like if you gave too much credence to a complaint. Okay. All right. So Brian, hey, you know what? I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm struggling with like the salt, man. Like. I know I've heard people say that, you know. I'm struggling with this song. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Knock it off. Just buy one. That was way too much credence to a complaint. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that yeah, was going so, the other way. <laughs> so that that's probably a legit objection. Okay. The reason Please I said the that. color the color of the unit. Um, so where, where you're most likely going, and I've had plenty of clients go down this road, is my doctor said my sodium's high anyway. And now we have a concern. So I don't want to give that person a salt type softener. We're going to have to talk about either moving into a potassium based softener where the bags of salt go from $5 a bag to $40 a bag, which is another issue that's going to come up or, um, moving away from softening system altogether. But if you, you know, if you see the system, yeah, you got a picture of it and you show a color and you say, uh, that color kind of clashes with my with my basement, then giving credence would be, oh, well, a lot of our clients love this color, or I personally have this unit and my wife really likes the color. And she, you're, so what you're doing is trying to convince them that they're wrong. Mm. Uh, that's the most kind of amateur way of overcoming an objection or turning a, a small complaint into a big objection versus saying, ah, I get what you mean. Some people love the color. Some people don't love it so much. The good news is it's not going in the living room. 
we're putting it in here in the mechanical room and uh, hopefully you don't have to spend too much time in here. However, once you experience the fill in the blank, you won't care at all what color this thing is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Taking it back to the real reason I'm buying, like <clears throat> the complaints I would say are normally around the peripheral of the reason that I'm buying, right? But not not the heart of the issue. So if I'm if I'm buying a new tankless hot wa uh, water heater, you know, something like that, um, I'm buying it because I want endless hot water, and <clears throat> you know, I don't want the tank and, and the worry about that storage, maybe whatever it is. But I'm not buying a hot. I'm not buying that tankless water heater because I love the color white. Like that's not the heart of my purchasing decision. And so if, you know, whether it's color or whether it's aesthetics or whether it's something else, I would say the complaints reside more on the outside of those reasons and should be easy enough to overcome if the heart of the issue is that I really want the benefit of this product. Yeah. And then that's the case where you would, you would remind them of the hot button, right? Remember why you're buying it. So Tom Hopkins has a great story that he used to tell at every boot camp. And it's in a few of his books. I think Sales Closing for Dummies is one of them that it's in, where this lady was in love with this cherry tree in the backyard, and he was trying to sell this home. And everywhere they would go, he would, the husband would find something wrong with the room, and the, the, uh, and, and then Tom would go, yeah, but look at this window right here and the view of this cherry tree. So she had a cherry <laughs> tree when she was a kid and it brought back crazy memories where she started like choking up oh, and man. was just in love with this cherry tree. And, you know, we're rarely going to get something like that because, you know, somebody doesn't have to wait for the water to heat up after their teenager takes a shower, but that's a hot button. That is literally a hot button. So they would go all through the house and the husband would say, well, oh, man, the, you know, the turn on this stairway, is a little sharp getting furniture up here is going to be a pain and you would go yeah but get go ahead and up to the top yep sit right there there you go now look out that window boom cherry tree like over and over and over again every negative was turned into the hot button so that's what we would do in this case yeah that's a good point brian and you know one thing we talked about last episode which if you didn't hear that yet go back and listen to that one first brian you brought up the idea of the hallway it's not original to you but you know proceeding down the hallway Overcoming objections is like closing those doors along the way in the hallway and finally getting to the room that you were looking to get to. And one of the most effective ways of overcoming objection is by the homeowner convincing themselves of, of overcoming their own objections. And what I'm saying is there has to be a compelling reason to purchase. If there is no compelling reason to purchase, the best salesperson in the world is going to struggle to overcome objections because I mean, they're, they're just fighting an uphill battle from the beginning. But if there's a compelling reason to purchase, if there is a strong desire by the homeowner to obtain the benefits of that product, the homeowner will start advocating against their own objections. And Brian, I'm sure you've heard that in the field, you know, maybe a husband and wife are going back and forth and the husband is saying like, I don't know, this is a lot of money. And the wife is saying something like, yeah, but think what it could be like, or think what this would do, or think about our children or think about the investment in our house. And like, you know, she starts overcoming his objections or overcoming her own objections because the compulsion to buy and really the compulsion to experience is what I mean. The compulsion to experience those benefits is so strong that it starts melting away 
the traditional objections. And at that point, like, you know that you've arrived at the, at the proper decision point because you're no longer there as a salesperson. You're there as the person who's going to help them afford that product. All you have to do is figure out the X's and O's. Trusted consultant. Exactly. Speaking of Show. trusted cons- <laughs> <laughs> like uh, we haven't even done the review. We're all he- we're head deep in the in the episode here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of trusted consultants, it's that time of the week where we turn to one of you uh, who is a trusted consultant of our show, and we appreciate all of you who take the time to give us a review. Uh, but we do enjoy the opportunity to share that every once in a while and give a little bit of uh, our own credence to one of your reviews and what it means to us. So Brian, who are we highlighting this week? Be better each day. Five star. Mm. Waste no day is saving the trades. Brian and Nate, thank you. These podcasts are saving careers and companies. Lives are being transformed. Every day is a blessing because of the resources that are available through this podcast. Waste no day is always in my passenger seat every day. Scope crew. Scope crew. That's got to be sewer camera. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Scope crew. Yeah. I hope that's the business name because that's awesome. Yeah. That'd be the, awesome. Scope or crew. if it's uh, you know, a <laughs> proctologist. <or something>. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we've gotten into the medical field finally. Hey, finally you know, broke it into the medical field. We are literally saving lives right now with this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're 40 plus, uh, you'll get your prostate checked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Waste no polyp. Anyway. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Yeah. That was awesome. Scope crew. We appreciate the, uh, man. That one just made me feel good. You know what I mean? I know. I'm not sure we can really go on because that was that was a little too much. Uh, yeah, <laughs> There's no I'm, way. I'm going <laughs> to circle back and read that one once a month. <laughs> like, are you listening to a different... Is there another Waste Duty podcast out there? <laughs> 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 We're not that good. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you, Scope Crew, and everybody who takes the time to give us any kind of love, which is Apple... Uh, podcast app rating and review a spotify five star an audible review which i'd love to see some of those come through but again you got to listen to two episodes on audible first so just know that um or just shoots us shoot us a message on facebook or wherever and linkedin and instagram which i don't use a whole lot and uh tell us what you think if uh if you want to complain about the show call nate i don't know I don't care. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Call me. (laughs) Hey, you know, Brian, I don't often do this, but I want, I want to do a second one. And this one is, I thought was pretty cool because Daniel Miller took a picture of his dash with waste no day showing up on the screen. And I was like, Hey man, that's a cool idea. So you know what, uh, beyond going for the five-star review, I'm going to ask you guys and gals out there, Take a selfie of you with Wasting a Day on your dash or on your phone or like somewhere in your vehicle and let us know that you're listening to it on your drive. That'd be really cool. We'd appreciate it. Yeah. Tag us. Like Daniel Miller did. It said, uh, what is it? What did it say? It said, what, you, what are you listening to? What are you listening to? And then had two flame emojis because either he's an arsonist or he thought that the episode was good. Oh, he was listening to Brandon Voss, right? That's right. Yep. 
That episode was fire. Now, the intro, not so much. Why? Because <laughs> Brian was trusted to do an intro by himself. Uh, <laughs> Riverside.fm, which we're currently hosting on, um, was not working that evening, which was fun because that that intro was coming out 13 hours later. So I had to download a new platform and learn how to use it and then use it uh, and then turn it over to Ethan Burton to edit. And the volume was insanely low for the intro, but it got better when the episode started. So look, skip it. I don't care. It wasn't that great anyway. Our apologies for that. Uh, but the picture does feature the New Waste in a Day logo designed by the illustrious Dan Antonelli. Kick charge, Dan Antonelli. Dan Da Vinci Antonelli. Yeah, man. It's good. That thing's beautiful. Well, I tell you what else is beautiful. We're going to step into the second part of the seven deadly objections here, and it is going to be a beautiful thing. All right. And right now we're going to put the seven deadly objections, or at least the conclusion of them, in your passenger seat. Our guest today is the Waste No Day podcast going undercover this time as the unwavering force in the world of sales, a personification of objections turned opportunities. With a knack of resilience, Dub and D thrives in the face of hesitation and skepticism. Armed with a shield of counterpoints and sword of persuasion, this sales objection conqueror transforms doubt into confidence and hesitation into a resounding yes. Yes. Unyielding and strategic, Dub ND stands as a testament to the art of overcoming barriers in the ever evolving landscape of sales. Thank you, ChatGPT. Yeehaw. <laughs> Welcome well, to our listeners' passenger seat. Waste No Day podcast. <laughs> hey, let's jump into it, Brian. If you guys, again, if you guys missed last week, make sure you go back and listen to that. But basically, we introduce each objection of the seven deadly ones with a role play. And so we're going to jump back into the objection that we left off with on the cliffhanger last week and uh, start into number four right here. Brian, let me stop you right there. Okay. I, I've, this has been a problem that I've experienced time and time again. <clears throat> and you know what? I'm done with it, okay? Every time that one of you guys come out here, you're always trying to sell me something. Whether it's your your plumbers or your electricians or HVC guys, like all of you, you're all you're always finding something wrong. Like there's always something to spend money on. And I just number one, I don't even know how that's possible because you guys are out here every single year and I don't know how stuff fails that much. But like it's it's always something else. It's always something different. And like I'm just I'm tired of it. You're always trying to sell me something. I can appreciate where you're coming from, Nate. And as horrible as it is to hear that and to know that that's how you feel, do you know what is even more horrible to feel as a plumber? I have no idea. Two things. One, it's nine o'clock on a Sunday night. I'm on call. I get called out of the house because somebody has two inches of water in their kitchen. I swing by the house. It's your house. Come in the door. Open up find an emergency shutoff valve under the kitchen sink has, you know, blown apart. It was in rough shape. First thing you do is look at me and say, one of your guys was out here three months ago. Why didn't he tell me this could happen? Hmm. The other thing is I come into your home. I walk downstairs. I see you've been doing business with us for five years. I look into the corner of the basement or the garage or what have you. And I see a whole corner full of new water treatment products 
installed by a competitor. And I say, Nate, if you don't mind me asking, how come you didn't have us do that? I mean, you get a discount for using us as you're a member of our uh, membership plans. And you say to me, I did. Uh, I, I didn't know you did that. Exactly. Uh. So it's twofold. The reason that we want to make sure that you know all of your options available. One, especially when it comes to things that could fail and cause you a headache in the future. Look, we won't push you into doing anything you don't want to do, but at least we're going to bring it up. I'm going to have a conversation with you about it. I'm going to notate it in the notes and leave it with you. And then on the other hand, man, you don't know what I have in the back of my truck, right? I mean, I don't have glass walls on my truck. So all I want to do is make you fully aware of everything that I can offer you that either needs to be done or that I feel like you and your family would really enjoy having in your plumbing system. And if you don't want it, man, by all means, say no, thank you. It's not like I'm slamming your door on the way out and getting angry at you. And if anyone ever does that, by all means, I gave you my cell phone number, call me and let me know. I'll be the first one to take action. But yeah, at the end of the day, man, I just, I want to be a professional and much like you going to the doctor's office and getting the blood pressure checked and the stethoscope on the chest and the thermometer in the ear, I just want to be thorough and make sure I know what's going on with your system. And more importantly, you know what's going on with your system. Does that make sense? Yeah. I. All right. I, I can appreciate what you're saying, but I mean, every time, you know, like, what do I just have cheap stuff in this house or what's going on? Um. I mean, you know the saying, they don't make them like they they used to. Yeah, I mean that's that's almost always the case with most things. But again, it's not like I walk in here and there's 17 things leaking water on the floor. It's just it's pertinent to bring it up if we see that it could be an issue in the future. Yeah. I guess I could understand that and I would be I would be real ticked if you guys were out here, you know, a couple of weeks ago or months ago and, and something went wrong and now, yeah, I, I can understand that a lot. Yeah. And again, we can't see everything. I mean, obviously I can't see behind the walls and stuff like that, but if it is something noticeable to me, I'm like fanatical about it. I'm like, I, I at least need to get it off of my chest and make sure that you're aware of it. And if we don't do it today, for whatever reason, whether it's, too much money or you don't want to do the monthly or you have a plumber that you usually use and whatever it is, I just want to make sure you're at least aware of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. All cool. right. That's good. And that's, that's that. Good. Here's the deal with all of these things. My, my early in my selling career, um, my, I felt like my job is over quote unquote overcoming objections which I'm sure we talked about last week is like not a great way to even word it because you do kind of have this feeling like you're overcoming the, the person, which is not the case at all. But I just, I thought that, that overcoming objections meant arguing somebody until they see your point. Right. And that's just, it's just not the case. It's like, I'm trying to leave you with a feeling about me and about my team, whether you do business with me or not. And that feeling is that this experience was genuine, positive, and beneficial, even if you don't do work with me. Because at the end of the day, man, I still want you to do work with me when the thing actually goes, right? 
Yeah, I know uh, Jamie is fond of saying at uh, the electrician we've had on from my shop in Lancaster, he's been on the podcast a couple of times, but I know he's fond of saying like, hey, listen, you know what? I don't even care if you use me, I like, but this problem needs to be addressed. If you want to use somebody else, that's fine. I just want this problem to be addressed for you uh, because, you know, it's coming in from a point of concern, like, you know, this, this panel or this pipe or, or this, this ductwork or whatever is in disrepair or needs addressed, or like there is a problem here. If you don't go with me, that's fine, but please don't disregard the information like it's irrelevant to your home. Yeah. And that's a great takeaway. Takeaway being um, the reason people say like, let's see if you qualify for, you know, instead of just like, here, come and get this. It's right. like a feeling of, Ooh, maybe I can, maybe I can't. And you take it away by saying, Hey, even if you don't use me, just get it done. Oftentimes you'll find that people will run to your rescue when you say that and say, Oh, hey, oh, 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 Nate, please, please. If we're going to have it done, buddy, it's going to be you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a lot better than any other version of that where you're pulling them along. A takeaway means take it off the table. When in doubt, take it away. Uh, take it off the table in some capacity and see if they come and get it. Right. And that's going back to what we talked about in the intro, which is that compelling reason. Like if, if you take it away and they just give up, you know pretty quickly that you have not created a compelling reason or in other terms, a need for the product, the service, the the repair, the upgrade, whatever. Yeah. All right. Shall we move on to the fifth deadly objection? And yeah, jump buddy. In, jump into this role play here. So, Brian, I, I'm, I've been looking over these prices here, and uh, well, number one, there's there's not it's it's big. These are these are large numbers. Um, but I was, I was just kind of thinking like, I've heard of shops, uh, you know, my buddy's a mechanic and he said something like, you know, he gets, he gets like piece rate or I can't remember the the term that he used, but he gets some type of like commission based on the work that he sells. And like, you know, if he sells brakes and rotors and, and tires and all these other things, like his pay goes up. Do you guys have like a similar, a similar pay structure to that? How, how do you feel about your buddy? I mean, he's pretty solid dude. He's a good guy. I would say overall, I mean, he does fine work. If you took, if you took your car to him personally, knowing that if he told you you needed rotors with your brake pads, he would make a little bit more. Would you think he's just trying to sell you some stuff you don't need because he wants to make a little extra money? I'm not sure I would tell that to him to his face, but it would definitely be in the back of my mind. Yeah. So you That's think he I'm, might be that guy? Uh, I mean, is this conversation being recorded? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me I, turn my reel of voice off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I with me, no, I don't think he'd be that guy. With somebody else, I could see him, you know, exaggerating the point maybe. Mm, and, and that's that's, what, that's why I'm bringing that's why I'm bringing this up because I, I you know, I respect what you do. You're, you're a fine man. Like, I'm sure you do good work and all that. And like, I'm not trying to chop you at the knees in terms of what you need to get paid to do this, but you know, it just, it makes me second guess things when I know that the more, or when I assume the more somebody sells, the more they make, you know? Sure. Well, I can tell you in, 
I don't know, a hundred percent of cases when anything's being offered, sold, done by a company exchange of money for services. If more clients do business with me, do I make a little bit more? Of course I do, but I'm a plumber. And what I recommend is solely based off what I think is better for the plumbing system. The only time I deviate away from that is just when I think it's something that you as a family will enjoy having more than what you have currently. If I was at mom's house right now, I'd be recommending this exact same package to mom. Would you get paid commission on that exact same package? I'm not giving mom a discount, bro. (laughs) Savage. I guess I can't ask for one then, huh? You can ask for anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I see what you're, I see what you have down here and like, it would be very nice in our home. I'm just, I'm still struggling with it, you know? What are you struggling with mostly? What would you say? I guess whether we really need it or not. And, And that's why I was asking the question about the commission, because in the back of my head, I know, you know, if I was in your shoes, I'd push a little bit harder to get one of these things done because even if it doesn't necessarily need done, because, you know, it's a bigger payday for me and you know, it's a fine product and everything that you're talking about. I'm just not a hundred percent sure that I need it. Yeah. Well, you said yourself, you think it would be nice to have in the home, the family, the family would enjoy it at the end of the day, need it. That's pretty relative. You know, I mean, your, your lights are working, your heat's working, your, we got water coming into the house that's being heated for when you need a shower and the toilet's flush. Do you need a whole lot on top of that? Not necessarily. Yeah. At the end of the day, if this is going to take food out of the fridge or presents from under the Christmas tree, I don't even want you to do it. Hmm. But if yeah. you really think the family would enjoy it and this monthly amount here isn't going to break the bank, I can throw this thing in for you and probably have it done before you have to go get the kids from school. You want me to just go ahead and take care of this for you? Yeah. Okay. Let's go ahead and do that. Cool. (laughs) That was easy. The ABC thing. So I don't know if you're hearing it, listeners, as every time I answer objection, answer an objection, always be closing uh, the ABC thing. To me means that anytime I'm answering an objection with a rebuttal or, or keeping the conversation going, it really is it really is a good idea to end every sentence with and and can I go ahead and take care of it for you? Like yeah. end every sentence with a close. Just see what happens. You expect bad things to happen when you do that, but bad things don't happen. You don't know what thing you say that's the last thing and they're like, "Well, that answers everything for me. I'm good to go." Because they just don't say that. Right. They might be thinking it, but they don't verbalize it. They're waiting for you to make the move that gives them the ability to purchase it. So make that move often, make it all the time. Have you ever had somebody, a homeowner be more aggressive than I was in terms of asking that question? Oh man. I was talking about this in training a few weeks ago here in Phoenix. And I had someone, man, it was like, maybe, maybe it feels worse now than it was, but I was so like put off by this dude that, uh, he clearly had a lot of money. He was a very much an A type personality or a D on the disc profile. And he was somewhat belittling where he said, uh, he's looking at the options and he just looks up with a smirk and says, yo buddy, you make commission off this. 
And I didn't have this script necessarily. This is pretty early on, but I was just like, you know, I, I had the urge like most salespeople do to lie about it. Oh, I make pure hourly. But I was like, you know, it'd be pretty easy for him to find out that's not the case. You know, so it's where it's where this script kind of the seed of this script started where I was just like, I mean, I'll, I'll make a little more of more of my clients say yes than no, of course. I mean, not to mention the fact that if you never if you never do any business with our clients, how long is the company going to keep you around? And the guy just looks up and goes, that makes sense. He smiled again and goes, how much are you going to bring in this year? I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was on a phone so I could press the beep, you know, and say a couple of choice words, but we don't have that, uh, <laughs> we don't have the capability here right now. But I was like, so put off by, uh, I just, I remember smiling back and looking at him like, are we going to tell each other how much we make? <laughs> Did you say that? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we were pretty cool. Like, I, I don't remember what he, he had like a TV on the kitchen counter. Oh no, I'm sorry. He had a TV like mounted on the wall in the kitchen. This is like, Oh, four. Oh yeah. And wow. You didn't see a ton of TVs mounted on walls back then, but he had one mounted in the kitchen, which was so yeah. pimp back in the day. <laughs> and I remember just talking to him about that and whatever was on TV, we, we connected about. So I said that with a degree of sarcasm and he, and he backed off it, but even he was the type of guy who would absolutely tell me what he made because he knew it was more than what yeah, I did. Yeah. You know? Right. So yeah. I'm glad I'm glad we didn't get into that, but uh, he he backed off it and we left pretty cool. I actually don't remember if I sold the job or not, but I would say I probably did in that case. But yeah, <laughs> you should you should have said more if you say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I'm trying. I am I am absolutely trying to get onto a level with my clients in the home where I can say stuff like that right. and be fine and be a hundred percent fine. Like the way I talk to Nate on this show, the way I talk to guests oftentimes, you know, where I'll make fun of you a little bit. I'll let you make fun of me a little bit. Like we'll, we'll go back and forth. We'll be very, because it's the most honest you can be, right? And you all listen to podcasts, one great podcast and probably a bunch of mediocre podcasts. But so, you know, <laughs> when, like when there's, when people are being genuine and even a little vulnerable, it makes for a much better show, Right. Yeah, and it's the same sure. thing with a presentation, man. If you're in the house being vulnerable and genuine, and you're getting client the client to do the same thing, it makes for a much more entertaining, engaging, and profitable sales presentation. Yeah, so. and fulfillment. I mean, fulfillment at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Well, that was five. We've made our way through five deadly objections, Whew. and it's time to turn our attentions uh, to number six. Brian, wow, this is this is really cool and exciting. Um, but we have a rule in my house, <clears throat> and we don't make any type of like large financial decision um, without talking to each other. And, and I mean, my spouse, um, she's not home right now, so this is definitely something that we're going to sit down and look at and discuss what we want to do. But I'm I'm not ready to say yes right now. All right, so time out. So in the intro last week, I said there was one of the objections that when we came to it, I was going to say we're taking a timeout because this is the biggest objection that if you don't get it out in the front of the call, you're going to be dead in the water. So mm. this is the biggest one that you need to know about before you get started. And there's two ways to overcome this objection. There's the one on the front end where you find out it's going to come up 
and then you act accordingly. We'll start with that on the front end. And then there's the back end where you're now backpedaling and hoping to God you can get something done because this just hits you in the face and you weren't ready for it. Right. So on the front end, it's very simple. Let's say we're, uh, it's the shoulder season in HVAC, which um, means HVAC companies are pretty slow right now and running probably a majority of maintenance calls, meaning um, tune-ups or whatever you want to call it, health and safety inspections, whatever. So you're telling them what you're going to do, or maybe you're in there for a repair and you're telling them you're going to evaluate the system as a whole, hopefully, and um, come up with some options for them. And the way you present it on either either call is you say, uh, if it's a maintenance call, you say, if I find anything I think needs to be brought to your attention, would you like me to share it with you? Or would you like me to, and I usually like train people to put their hand on their chest and say, would you like me to keep it to myself? And they'll say, um, yeah, definitely let me know if anything's wrong. Sounds good. Um, is there anybody else who would like to be part of that conversation? No, I, I don't think so right now. So what you're trying to do there is, well, that's pretty obvious, right? You say, yeah. is there anyone else who would want to be part of that conversation? It, it is to say, well, yeah, my wife, right? Yes, my husband. Uh, my my brother who also lives here makes all the financial decisions, right? You're trying to trying to get that out if you possibly can. And there are other ways to do it too, which is to say, who else in the house uses the HVAC system? Who else in the house uses, you know, flips light switches? Who else in the house uses the plumbing? So this is an element of delicacy, right? Because the answer oh, yeah. to those the answer to those questions, uh, if if not handled well, could infer that you don't believe in my ability to own the situation. Oh yeah. So, right? so somebody the, the somebody could get one. real offended, right? Like uh, I'm the one who makes decisions in this house. That's all you need to know. So you, you any technician who's been in the field for probably more than a few months has come up against the the 92 year old widow of a world war two vet <laughs> who, Hey, she's with it. She's feisty. She's, she owns her stuff, but you feel like if you sell this job that she really wants, uh, you've, you've had a grandson call, like, how dare you take advantage of my dot, dot, dot or whatever. Right. Most techs have had this kind of thing happen. If you haven't had it happen personally, you know people who it's happened to. And it sucks because you're not dealing with someone who's mentally feeble, right? You know, like they're with it. But then when you go to a call next time where you have someone that's similar age group and is alone, you go, ooh, hey, um, is is your husband not around or there, is there a son or anybody we can get involved to make sure we're making the right decision here? And my husband, Bam. my husband, you think I need a man in my life to make these oh, decisions? Yeah. You're talking Buddy. to me, son. Yeah. Yeah. Here it comes. And you, and you get <laughs> lit up, lit up. I've, I've been there. Almost everyone I've trained has been there in some capacity. So the way this question is designed is just to say, um, and I, I want to say it was Jamie who gave me the, the, um, is there anyone else in the house who uses the electrical system? 
And that's a great way to put it. Is there anyone else in the house who uses the plumbing system? Who else in the house adjusts the thermostat, which is one that's mm. been around for a long time? Yeah. And if they give you another name, especially who adjusts the thermostat, because mm, 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 don't be touching <laughs> the thermostat at Mr. Burton's house. Right. Unless your name is Mrs. Burton, right? Um, that's, a, that's somebody who has a little more authority in the home. And you go, and then they say, yes, my wife. Okay. And then you know later that's going to come up. So before you present anything, you'll say, what we'll, we'll get to here now. So we'll go back and we'll re-role play that. Just say your last sentence again. If it's, I mean, in this case, it's catching, it's catching us off guard, right? Like we don't, we don't know it's coming in this case, but in a real situation when you're doing it right and you're only dealing with like one person and especially like it's a guy and there's a wedding ring and pictures of his wife, like you better be finding out where she is <laughs> if she's available. Right. right. Okay. Um, hey, Ryan, appreciate what you're, you're talking about here. But uh, yeah, this is definitely something that my wife and I are going to have to talk about. Uh, she's at work right now. So we'll have to look at this later on tonight. So in this case, I'd, I'd employ the, the Joe Crisera service MVP training thing where my goal in life now is to set a revisit where I just simply say, oh, I apologize. I, I would not have gone through all that if I if I had realized that your wife was going to be part of this uh, decision-making process. So is she available by phone? No, she works. Um, she's working at the hospital right now and they have a anti-phone policy. So, and even if she was on break or something like that, like she always has to be on call. She can't take personal calls during the work. Okay. Sounds great. When's it? So what is it? It's Thursday now. Um, when do you guys think you could have that conversation? Uh, I mean, there's a chance we could have it tonight, but you know, we got the the kids sporting events and everything like that. So I, I don't know. And there's, you know, there's a lot going on right now. How's, uh, how's tomorrow afternoon work? Would she be home tomorrow afternoon? I can swing back by and explain it to both of you. Like I did to you. Um, I don't know. I would have to check her schedule. She works kind of like a swing shift. So you don't have any kind of access to her schedule right now? Uh, I mean, normally we just kind of like, she lets me know um, because the, they're short staffed right now at the hospital, obviously. And so sometimes she's like picking up, up extra shifts and stuff. Normally, normally she works like the 12 to 8 shift, but sometimes that changes. Okay. So let's say, I mean, if you want, I can just get on the schedule for tomorrow morning, say nine o'clock. That way we can have a conversation. She'll still have plenty of time to get ready for work. Um, and then I'll just, what I'll do, the reason I'm asking, look, you're, you probably remember about 75% of the stuff I said right now, but then you got the kids sporting stuff and then you guys, you know, chat when she gets home and you got dinner to worry about and Man, by the time this conversation actually happens, you'll be lucky to retain 10% of it. And all I want to do is save you from the pain of trying to remember all this yourself. So how about I swing by tomorrow morning, 9 a.m., 9.30, something like that. I'll have the conversation with both of you. And if you have any questions or she has any questions, you can ask me. I'll answer them. I'll get out of your hair. Does that sound good? Uh, okay. Yeah. 
And and if if it doesn't work for her, what do I have to, I can just call in and cancel or what? Sure. I mean, I'm, I'll give you my cell phone number here. You can shoot me a text. Okay. Yep. And just when you do shoot me a day that it, that you're pretty sure it will work. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Cool. That's the Joe Crisera thing, which is your, you, there are three acceptable outcomes of a call. Yes. No. Revisit. And if you're looking for more on that, we actually interviewed Joe Crisera on the podcast. That's back from October 17th of 2022, the three outcomes of a call. Make sure you check that one out in depth. He goes hard into that entire process and we role play with him. Round and round and round and round do we role play with him on that one. Yeah, that was a that was an epic role. It's among the best role plays we've done on this show. Yeah, if I recall, you had like you needed to check with somebody, your brother's in-laws, sisters, uncles, cousin once removed, who was climbing Mount Everest at the time yep, or something yep. like that. And uh, he calls <laughs> once a week. He uses his Sherpa's uh, satellite phone to call <laughs> once a week. And he was going to call us on Sunday night at 11 p.m. or something. Yeah. And <laughs> so make sure Joe's like <laughs> just trying to figure out how to be there when the call happens. <laughs> He's just unrelenting though, man. He would not give up. I love it. He only uses Morse code and smoke signals every once in a while. So... <laughs> All right, so we got the revisit, so that's a successful call. If we get a yes, it's a successful call. If we get a no, it's not happening. That's a successful call. As long as you get an answer, man. The only really unsuccessful call is the, well, I'll say there's two. One, you get a no because in no way, shape, or form did you make this client want this product. And the products that most of us are selling are so freaking good if they just heard about it on their own they would want one like you're in the way if that's happening like you get it on invoices every now and then where a text like client had no interest in water treatment like what (laughs) how could you put that on your invoice could never put that on my invoice no shame really no bother okay um but the other one is i don't is the, um, I have to think about it. I'll let you know. I'll get back to you. Like that's not a successful call, especially because they probably forgot you existed and never thought about that product again. In most cases, that's what actually will happen. Right. And the beauty of that three outcomes is you're forcing the issue in a polite manner because a lot of people will use that. Oh, I have to talk to my spouse or like, we'll have to think about it as it's a camouflage. No. Right. No, I mean, I think in most cases, I've found in most cases, they actually mean it. And life gets in the way. Yeah. They, they, they want to have a conversation with somebody. They want to get, a, you know, get some um, backup on this and just make sure that it's as good to someone they trust as it is to them, you know, or they genuinely can't make the decision and, and they need the other half of the equation to make that decision, like their partner or whatever. So they put the card under a magnet on the fridge and they're like, can't wait to talk to John about getting this reverse osmosis, you know, or getting our air ducts cleaned or getting our whole home surge protector before a surge happens. And they mean to have that conversation and they go on about life. And then like two months later, they look up at the fridge and they see that card and they're like, Oh yeah, I was supposed to talk about something. And, hey John, we're supposed to talk about, I forget what they had going on. Something with surges or something, and John's just like, huh? Yeah, I'm trying to sell you something. Card goes in the trash. <laughs> right. If they ever talk about it again. 
So That's a good the point, reason Brian. the reason you're setting the revisit, the biggest reason, is because ding, you know, two hours before, twenty four hours before, or whatever, their calendar invite that they sent themselves goes off. They're like, ooh, he's coming tomorrow. Hey, John, we need to have this conversation about this, you know, uh, piece of indoor air quality. Like, let's talk. Yeah, he's coming tomorrow. Okay, here's what I think. Here's what you think. Blah blah blah. All right. No matter what, when he comes, we're not buying anything tomorrow. Got it? Handshake. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and then you sell it anyway. It's a good point, Brian, because you know if, if any of you out there in listener land have kids in school, the amount of emails, papers, dates, things coming up that the school communicates to you as the parent is just insane. And then, you know, like everything's online. So you got to check their grades online. You got to see that if they're turning in their assignments online and all this stuff. And it's just, these are the things, they don't even cost money. None of these things cost money. And yet it's so easy to like, for, oh crap, the audition is tomorrow or, oh no, like that we were supposed to do the PTO thing tonight. Like these are good things that have a lot of value to your family, your children's development. They don't cost you any money. And yet life still gets in the way. And we still forget and we still get distracted and we still get bumped off of them and never have the conversations like we're supposed to. So how much easier is it to have that same experience when you're looking at a $4,000, $5,000, $6,000 bill and life just gets in the way? So just bear that in mind. Share a little of empathy uh, from the customer's perspective and understanding that when they say they need to talk to their spouse about it or they need to talk to somebody about it, they may have good intentions. But life and a lot of other things are going to get in between them and that conversation. Good stuff, Brian. We've covered six of the deadly objections so far. In part one last week, we went through the first three. Can you provide materials and labor breakdown on your quote? We have a lot of expenses with the holidays coming up, and we will be moving in a year, and we just want to do the minimum repair at this time. This week, we've covered every time you guys come here, you want to sell me something. Do you make commission on this? And I need to talk to my spouse. And it's now time to wrap up with the seventh deadly objection and jump into that role play right now. And for that, you're going to have to wait until next week when we conclude. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the first three-parter. <laughs> I did that last week and uh, pe people were less than pleased about it. <laughs> All right, number seven. <clears throat> Okay, Brian, so uh, I definitely see what you're talking about here. Um, this feels like a lot of money and, you know, not, not that I, I'm doubting what you're saying, but I, I think it's probably something that I want to have a, another person look at just to kind of get like a, you know, a different angle, you know, maybe a different perspective on things. You know what I mean? Sure. You want to, you want to get a second opinion. Yeah. I mean, you know, you go to the doctor and they'd say, you know, you should have surgery and what does everybody say? You know, you know. You get a second opinion for a reason, right? That makes perfect sense to me. Um, I completely understand that. It's very logical as far as I'm concerned. Look, I'm not perfect as a plumber. And even if I was, how would you know that? Right? So I got a tech I work with who, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, but he's been doing it for a really long time. And, uh, He's got, you know, actual truck technical experience, not like one of these suit and tie sales guys. I can give him a call right now and see if he can get over here real quick and check it out. If he disagrees with my assessment at all, I'll apologize, pack up and get out of your hair. Um, but if he does 
agree with me that this is what needs to be done, we can talk about next steps. Does that sound good? Well, Brian, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm not, it's not that I doubt you. You're a nice guy. You know, it's just, I, I, I know you probably have somebody else at your company that could come take a look at this. I, I'm just looking for maybe a, a different perspective that's not necessarily yours. Yeah, I'm. I would not bring someone over here who is coming over here to agree with me. Um, if I bring someone over here, it's because it's a very sound technician and very technical plumber in this case, who is going to look at the situation for what it is, and he'll leave my opinion out of it. In fact, we're a little competitive, so if he can find a way to one up me by showing me that my diagnosis is incorrect, oh, he will. And you'll get that idea as soon as he gets here. Should I give him a call? Uh, you're more than welcome to. I'm, I'm fine to entertain his perspective. But again, it's, it's going to be one of those things where I'm probably going to make a phone call after this just to, just to compare some notes, you know? Are you saying, essentially, you, you don't want our company to be the one to do the diagnosing? You want to get someone like another company out? It's, it's not, again, it's not that I have a problem with your company. It's just that sometimes... Uh, you know, our approach to things can, can differ based upon how we see the world or, you know, how we've seen things done in the past or something like that. So I just, I think it's wise for me. To get a different company out. If, if you want to call it that and be blunt, yes. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be blunt. I'm, I'm saying I can get another licensed plumber out here to give you a second opinion, but that's not what you want. No, that's not what I want. Okay. So I don't, I just, I'm only saying that cause I don't want to get them out here if it's not going to matter anyway. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. That's fine. So let me ask, what exactly are you looking for in that second opinion? I, listen, man, it's, it's a lot of money. If I'm being frank with you, I, I don't, I don't know that it absolutely needs to be done. Okay. That makes sense. So you want someone to either confirm or deny. Again, if I'm being frank with you, I want somebody to deny. Frankly, sure. that's Nate, that's what it by is. By all means, be, be frank with me. Let me ask you this question. So it's not price necessarily. You just want to make sure this needs to be done. Listen, I, there's things in my house that I know are going to break. I'm just, you know, or, or, or whatever. There's no immediate need here. There's nothing falling on the floor, breaking, sparks flying, you know, water water dripping. You're telling me that this is something I should have done. It feels... It feels to me like there might be, you know, an alternative to that. Uh, I'm not sure that we need to do the entire thing or that it even needs done right now. It's something that I could see could potentially become a problem, but I'm, I'm not sure I fully agree with the fact that we need to do this entire thing right now. Sure. And not uh, needing to have it done. Like you said, it's working. There's not water on the floor. There's no sparks shooting out. Uh, so need needing to have it done right now, that's, you know, that's subjective. And if I'm giving you that impression that it has to be done now, I apologize because I didn't mean to. But if you're asking my professional opinion, would I be more comfortable if you got this done now versus waiting for something bad to happen with it? My opinion would be get it done before that happens. Well, so sure, I'm that happy makes sense. To, yeah. So I'm happy to step aside while you get someone else over. But let me ask you a question. If someone else comes over that you find and call out and tells you the same thing, are you going to go with them or are you going to give me a call back or what's that going to look like? 
Well, I mean, if they if they told me the exact same thing that you told me, I would want to see what their price is. And then it, what does it come down to then? Value, price? I mean, if we're talking apples to apples, like everything's the same, yeah, the dollars matter to me. Sure. That makes perfect sense. So if, if it was the exact same caliber technician, the exact same warranty, the exact same um, material, brand, the exact same Google reviews, everything's like for like, and you could get it done a little bit less, I would tell you to get it done for a little bit less as long as everything's like for like. Yeah, that's right. All right, so how about this? I'll give you my cell phone number. Um, you get a hold of a, a couple companies, maybe get a couple different ones out and and uh, see what they say. And how about we set a date for maybe, when are you thinking you're going to get them out here pretty soon? Yeah, I imagine probably by the end of this week, I'll have somebody else come look at it. So let's set a date for like middle of next week. I'll swing back by. We'll have a quick conversation. And let's say like Wednesday afternoon, same time as today. And um, if you want to have it done, I'll be able to do it right there on the spot. If you have any more questions, I'll be happy to answer them. And, uh, you know, if you decide not to get it done and they say something different than me, believe me when I tell you, no hard feelings whatsoever. I'll be genuinely interested in what that different diagnosis was. Does that okay. sound good? It does. You know what? I appreciate it. I appreciate that that straightforwardness. Thank you. Cool. Yeah, I want to respect your process, and it seems like you you know what your process is, and this needs to be part of it. So I don't want to be in the way in any way, shape, or form. And I'll give you my cell phone number. Again, if if for whatever reason they can't get out that quick, just shoot me a text, and we'll we'll push it a day or two. Does that sound good? That's fine. Thank you. Cool. Again, uh, yes, no revisit. Man, on that one, like, there's been so many times where I offered the the gray-haired, so to speak, to come out and give that second opinion, and it takes the client so off balance right. where they're like, because it makes perfect sense, right? Like, if I was at a doctor's office and the, and the surgeon was giving me a consult and said, need to have this thing replaced, and I'm like wow, I thought it was just going to be like a snap it back into place, right? And I'm like, I got to get a second opinion. And he says, well, there's a there's a surgeon in another department I can actually have come in here and take a look at this thing. I don't know. I don't know where I'd be. Like, I know where you'd be because you're, you're a, <laughs> you have your process. <laughs> and believe me, for all you listening, thinking that Nate's just doing this to uh, fluff things up and make it more entertaining and a little more challenging. He's not. This is Nate in person <laughs> right here. If, I would not love to sell Nate. Um, it's always this much pushback. Like where we're going to breakfast is going to be this much pushback. <laughs> if he doesn't want to go there, it's just not happening. But the majority of your clients are, you know, something we heard from Gene Slade on this show back in the day are built for compliance. Like if they, if they really believe the product's good for them and they're just a little bit, not a hundred percent sure that you're not fluffing it up a bit because hey, maybe he makes a little bit more if he sells it versus if he doesn't. And you offer to get a more senior tech over, or even just another tech, if he's not, he or she isn't more senior, don't say that, but just say a very well-trained technician. 
um, or FaceTime, man. We I didn't we didn't have this when I was in a truck, but to be able to FaceTime another tech and say, "What do you think, man? Give me your give me your honest opinion here." And the and the tech agrees. Most of our clients, if they're really that close to pulling the trigger, and you make that, um, and you make that that second opinion happen for them in that capacity, they're going to purchase it. And plus, I've seen it done so many times where it's worked out. But if you get the Nate, man, which you will from time to time, get the Nate, the engineer, the high C on the disc profile, and this will be the outcome. I mean, this will be how it goes. You stick to your guns. Like you don't, you don't just fold up and go running out the door. Um, you know, you have, you have the, um, you know, the feeling of authority where like what you're saying is, is actual, what you're saying is fact, right? You don't, you're not worried about getting someone else out here because what you're saying is true. So when you present it like that and you, you keep coming back, like, well, what are you really looking for at the end of the day? What are you looking for? And yeah. make him say it. He wants, he wants to verify that you're not lying to him. Say that makes perfect sense to me because you'd want to do the same thing in some cases and then offer him to get someone else out. If he has no idea where to turn, man, offer him somebody in your market, but make sure you get the revisit set to say, if it's not an issue with me and it's not an issue where you think our price is way too much, you just want to make sure this actually should be done. Then let's go ahead and set a revisit up and let me come out and see what they said and have a conversation about it. Is there, is there a temptation to take it personally <clears throat> yes. like to get your, get yourself in trouble? Like, Oh, wait yeah. a minute. Like, you don't believe me. Like you don't trust me. Like, sure. What's your problem? Yeah. You can't, you almost can't help it. Like you, so you'll have to go through this several times as a young tech before you don't get emotionally hurt and your inability to push back is your, is just your softness and your, your, you know, your youth and your lack of practice in these situations where you're somewhat wounded by the fact that you know he's sitting there saying he doesn't trust you. And you're like, whatever, screw this guy. So you just want to get out of this situation, man. And engineers will make you feel like that anyway for most techs. Where you, you're more than happy for him to call someone else. Please just let me go. But <laughs> But that's doing him a disservice. That's doing you a disservice. It's doing your team a disservice. Like, come on, man. That marketing was paid for. Let's get this job locked up. Now, yeah. if you're actually bending the truth, none of this applies. Right. You've got to be very honest and genuine when you're making your diagnosis. So be be a hundred percent forthright. And hey, man, we didn't we didn't talk about what product we were talking about, but I said straight up, as I often did. Look, there's no water on the floor. There's nothing leaking. It's not bleeding. You can wait. But what are you waiting for? If you're waiting for this thing to rupture, well, now you got an insurance claim on your hands. So you're going to pay the same amount, if not more, with a price increase. And you're going to pay an insurance deductible. And you're going to have your you know carpet torn up and your drywall cut up two feet and some big old... Like, what are we talking about? Just so you can get a few more months or another year out of it? Let's not take that chance. Yeah, so good. And it's, <clears throat> it is one of those things that, you know, it's a delicate conversation. You have to negotiate it, navigate it, uh, probably situationally. <clears throat> uh, and there could be different levels of, you know, see, you know, for some person, 
for some people, Brian's, hey, let's get in a second guy from our own, from my own company here. That could solve the problem. And maybe it was just a, a lack of, especially if you're a younger looking tech or a, a less experienced tech, maybe they honestly did have a question about some of your diagnosis. But for others, Brian, I really appreciated the fact and we were able to get to a, a man-on-man level where you just said, hey, cool, I respect your process, but I'm not going to let this go. I want to make sure you get the best service possible. I believe in me. I believe in what I'm bringing to the table, and I believe in the diagnosis that I provided to you. Will you let me come back and have a second chance at this thing if you find it to be the case? Yep, and set to revisit. <clears throat> And the revisit can be crucial. I'd love to get numbers from some of the better uh, revisit setters in the industry. I know Jamie's got to be up there. And how much revenue or how much you know money they make, whether it be for themselves or the company, in any given month on revisits that most techs don't set. Yeah. Because it's a lot for him. Yep. Yep, for sure. And he's been doing that for... I don't know, years, years and years and years. So well, you think about how much money that is over the year, you know, six, seven years he's been doing that. That's, that's a significant chunk of change. Maybe his house. Yeah, you're right, Brian. And this has been a significant amount of content as we have put out two episodes now on overcoming the seven deadly objections. Uh, it's a wrap for us on this episode. Hope that you enjoyed it. If you have thoughts, again, like we said last week, if you have thoughts about the objections, about different variations of it, your approach that you've seen you know, work well for you a couple times that you've bombed and what you've learned from that, we'd sure love to hear from you and what type of interactions that you've had specifically around objections. And as always, uh, we're looking for those reviews. So leave your thoughts on social media, hit us up with the review, tag us online, whatever it is. We just want to hear from you and know that these episodes are making a difference, that this was impactful in your life, that you were able to apply some of these principles and hopefully that you are turning your career around or taking it to another level or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, what we really want you to do is to choose to wake up every single morning and waste no day. 